Welcome to Laura's and Longbox, the cover price top 10 for the week ending 8-13. While you guys are congregating, let's say the word. Welcome to Laura's Unbox Friends, a cup prize top 10. Laura, so it's good to be here. Hey guys, welcome in. As you can see, it's just gonna be TiVo and me tonight, but we got this. We can we can hold down the fort for one show, right? Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we got this. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Uh, once again, uh, this show was sponsored by our friends from for your price guides, collections, and trends. Head on over there for $6.99 a month. And our friends at Bird City Comics use discount code of LOTLV to get 15% off. Laura, anything dropping this week? Yeah, so we're doing a drop on Thursday. It's going to be for Kill Your Darlings. Uh, Felix Morales did the cover. It's an homage to that recent Joker cover that came out, and it is so good. So make sure that you are on our Instagram, you're following us, you're subbed to our text lines, so that you can see all that. Okay. And um, did the people reach out to you for the, the winnings? I had one person reach out so far, I believe. No, wait, I have two. No, I have a note. I have a 
sticky paper, very primitive on my computer. All right. So everybody's yeah, accounted for? Yes. All righty. All righty, boys and girls. Uh, let's, as always, there's a, a runner up to the um, top 10. This week's runner up is. Uh, almost made the list. This is such a cool cover. Number 11, Night Terrors, Zatanna, number two by Chuma Hill. This is the one in 50, and it just came out. Since the introduction of James Gunn as the head of the DCU, DC books have seen a quick uptick in sales. Their newest event, Night Terrors, has been going gangbusters, sending some of our fan favorite heroes to the nightmare realm. Combine some of DC's greatest heroes with a bit of horror and throw in some high ratio variants, such as this Santana gen gem from Chuma Hill, a hot aftermark book you may have. We track 15 copies sold at a seven day trend of 112% with a high sale of 250 bucks for a near mint raw and a current raw fair market value of $127. This is so cool. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Fishing it. She has a really, she has a lot of good work. If you go and visit her page, she did a 007 cover and it's just absolutely stunning. Really beautiful compositions. Wow, a bunch of offers. Nobody got this. Nobody got this book, really. I think yeah. I actually got one. I think it ordered me one ahead of time. And Night Terrors is a really cool concept, too, if you're not reading the series. It's neat. Yeah, so um, runner-up is Night Terrors, Zaytana, number two, the Chuma Hill, one of 50 variant. DC rarely mm. does one of 50 variants. Um, that's So that's pretty. $250 in a raw dog. Wow, okay. All right, let's get right to what's in the top 10. Ah, an old standard. Oh, wow. Okay, number 10, Amazing Spider-Man number 300. This came out in 1988. Todd McFarlane's illustration of Spider-Man's iconic black costume has become a modern-day grail. Not only does it have one of the most recognizable covers in the Amazing Spider-Man run. (laughs) Jesus, that throws me off. Are you okay? Need some water? No, I have I have sinuses today, so it's it's awful. You're fine, but it's also the first appearance of Venom. While it's been a highly sought after commodity, recent symbiote storylines in the MCU have helped propel this book to new heights of popularity. Additionally, the upcoming Spider-Man Two game has also put a spotlight on Venom. The latest sales show that the market may have softened on this grail, allowing some collectors to pick up high-grade copies at nearly half of the price they were sold for a year or two ago. For the most part, this book has stayed upwards of 3.5K in value for a graded 9.8. That is still a decent increase in value from the 2020 days when a 9.8 sold in the lower 2000s. Today, we tracked 18 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 143%, with a high sale of $3,925 for a CGC 9.8, and a raw near-mint fair market value of $539. Yeah, so ASM 300. I, I God, I remember this book was like, maybe two years ago, it was like pushing like ridiculous amounts, but you know, and there's tons of them out there, you know, I mean, you know, it's, and it's iconic, you know, uh, a staple and a staple that I sold at the height. <laughs> so I, don't I have, have a new stand behind me. I'm curious what that one's going for right now. Yeah, I should look on Kyle price for that. So number I 10 should... on this is ASM 300. What do we have for not gosh, still on here? Oh, 
Nice. Okay, number nine, Gargoyle of Gotham, number one. This is the ash can that just came out this year. Batman is widely known as the Dark Knight, but how dark can dark get? Raphael Grampa uses his DC writing debut to explore the darkest parts of Batman's psyche. What happens if Bruce Wayne's persona is completely removed? Then we got the Gargoyle of Gotham. This book has tons of hype, thanks to a one poor store ash can sent to stores last month. The aftermarket is ready for this story, hoping it will leave a lasting legacy in the Batman fandom. We tracked 26 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 127%, with a high sale, get this, of $78 for a near-mint raw copy, and a current raw near-mint fair market value of $42. That doesn't seem so bad. It seems pretty cheap, actually. It's reasonable for a one-per-store, yeah. Yeah. Actually, one per store, very cheap. I mean, something's going on. Mm-hmm. Read the tea leaves. All right, number nine on the list is Batman Gargoyle of Gotham. Number one, the Ash Can variant. Seven, eight bones for a raw dog. What do you have for number eight? All right, number eight, oh, Invincible, number 120. Darby. This is from Image back in 2015, which was eight years ago. doesn't seem like it, but... It has been over two years since we were introduced to the Invincible animated series. Fans went on a wild ride through the bloody, gut-wrenching, bone-shattering, knuckle-busting, neck-snapping animated story of mayhem. If you think that's an exaggeration, just watch one episode. The series was well-received by many long-time fans and attracted new audiences to the fandom. Season two is finally on the horizon, and the series is returning to everyone's radar. This issue was underordered by many retailers and soon became a chase book for many collectors. In addition to the scarcity of this issue, it also features the death of Battle Beast, a fan favorite. We tracked 11 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 308% with a high sale of $150 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw near-mint fair market value of $25. Mm. All right, Invincible number 120. This is probably my favorite cover. I mean, have you watched is, the entire series? Yes, it is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, I, I struggled with it at first because it wasn't what I was expecting. You know, like you go into episode one thinking it's going to be one thing, and then just whew, oh, it's good. It, gets, it, it is uber violent. It is. It, yeah, it's everything. It is yeah, just like the comic. Um, uh, and the animation yeah. is pretty good, good too. But the 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 Invincible world is huge. I mean, you wait to season two because it goes out in outer space in the galaxies and all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, for the most part, uh, season one was just, you know, earthbound. But wait to see the season two. So there's right. potential for some world building and for all these books to continue to grow if you can track them down. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll yeah. get for number seven. X-Men number 130. Oh, oh this this hurts because I sold this about a year ago. This is the newsstand night from 1980. This is such a fan fun rumor to write about, and it comes from the production floor of Deadpool number three and during Taylor Swift's epic worldwide eras tour. This issue of X-Men features the features the first appearance of Dazzler, a mutant that can turn sound vibrations into light and energy beams. The character was initially started as a potential multimedia deal between Marvel and Casablanca Records in which the latter hoped to produce music created by the fictional character. It is fitting that the latest rumor on Dazzler is that she will cameo in Deadpool 3, played by none other than Taylor Swift. 
Regardless of any particular feelings towards the superstar, no one can deny Taylor's massive star power. A cameo like this could send her fans demanding more of the Dazzler, leading many speculators to pick up copies of this first appearance. We tracked 33 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 104%, with a high sale of $449 for a CGC 9.6 and a raw, fine, fair market value of $63. Mine was beautiful, and I sold it. Should have known better. I should have added that I have one. Um, Do you? Yeah, so I have no problem with Taylor Swift playing uh, Dazzler. I mean, you know, she can sing, she can act, she can do it all. You know what I'm saying? What was I the mean, movie she was in? Ender's Game? Was it Ender's Game? No. Is that right? With her, it was with, um, oh man, I should know this. It's that movie where everything's black and white at the beginning and then he slowly starts to see color shit. What is it called? Taylor Swift's in it. All right, my Do your duty. I, I've, no, I've never black and white and then goes with the color. And no. Chloe, the giver. My daughter just hopped in. She said, the giver. <laughs> My daughter just fangirled in the doorway. She goes, it's the giver. And Taylor yeah, that's Laura's daughter, yeah. It's called the, <laughs> the giver. giver? Yeah, you haven't seen it? No. What's uh, When did that come out? Oh, it, a while back. I would say probably six or seven years ago. The premise is that we live in a society where we, we've uh, removed our emotions so that we can function better. So we don't show emotion. We don't show like that's weakness but in this giver movie there's this one guy that still has his emotion and still holds his memory of everything that's happened in the past and he trains younger kids to take over to men, to kind of um preserve the memory and taylor swift was his original student in that movie and she plays oh, the shit. piano she's fantastic yeah sounds a lot like uh equilibrium you ever seen that I have. It is similar. It, it's kind of a mix between that. Somebody in the chat put Pleasantville, a little bit of Pleasantville in the sense that it's black and white. And then slowly as he acquires knowledge, he starts to see color. All right. Dazzler coming through it. Wait, like, what kind uh, do you have? Is it slabbed or is it raw? It's raw. Yeah. All right. Um, you looking to sell it? Um, Maybe. Let me see. I, th- I, may, I may have doubles. Uh, I'll see. Okay. I have one Dazzler comic that is an error comic where one of the pages is um they it was uh like black and white and the rest were color. Uh, maybe okay. maybe that. Yeah. That would be awesome. I wonder what that, that I would gotta be, find yeah. it though. because I, I bought it and then um I was like, where the fuck is it? I, I don't know where all my comics are. They're all I I I, I gotta organize it. It's ridiculous, you know. And I do think that if they end up using Taylor Swift, I mean, Matt's completely right. She has a cult following. My daughter Ooh. bought tickets to her concert. Not kidding. $600 a ticket. And it wasn't even like good seats. It was crappy seats. And it was sold out. Everywhere she goes, sells out within seconds. In LA, they said that her uh, shows boosted the economy by like, you know, oh, upwards of billion dollars because mm-hmm. of all the restaurants and everything people traveling and everything it's 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 crazy i mean people it's are, a diehard it, fandom yeah swifties yeah, exactly it's swifties <laughs> swifties that's uh sofi stadium it was crazy all right what we have for number six all right number six night terrors number three by christian deuce hulk 340 homage this is a one in 25 night terrors has been putting out killer covers Remember last week's Night Terrors Ravenger number two, the one in 25? 
Here we have a phenomenal homage to the homage cover by Christian Deuce, a retailer incentive cover that has increased his desirability. Aside from the phenomenal artwork, this book also introduces the House of Horror. This issue has a lot going for it, and fans are more than willing to pay the increased fair market value, more than the increased fair market value for a copy. We tracked 37 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 115%, with a high sale of $50 for a raw copy and a near-mint fair market value of 20 bucks. I dig it. I like the old school like logo and, and you yeah. know, the price and everything on it. I dig it. Yeah, um, this is cool. I haven't even seen it yet. But Too that's much. interesting. Oh, that it's it's seeing that uh, it's a Batman Hulk homage, right? I mean, that's yeah. yeah, you know, that's crossing over like I'm trying to think about mm-hmm. other comics that have done that. When DC uh, and Marvel cross, I don't know. No, when they homage one another, like you know. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Um, I think there was a Spider-Man cover where he was lifting the car, like Action Comics number one. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, I give up. All right. <laughs> Just like herpes, this Denver goes away. All right, I have to be the JB for a second, though. Before we move on to number five, make sure you guys out there in this fantastic chat are giving the show a thumbs up. And better yet, make sure you sub to the Bird City Comics text line. Number five, (laughs) Spider-Man number seven, the Umberto Ramos top secret spoiler from 2023. Here is a book we rarely see on our top lists. That's sarcasm. 99.9% of the human population has now heard of Spider-Boy. At least that's the way it feels. This book was an instant hit the moment it was released. Both the fair market value and the character's popularity have been consistently moving upwards. Even Dan Slott added a CGC 9.8 copy of this book to his collection. And side note, he posted about it either on Twitter or Instagram. I saw it somewhere. The more we hear about Spider-Boy only seems to cement his popularity. And that's saying something. We tracked 39 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 110%, with a high sale of $238 for a 9.8 and a raw near mint going for $38. What do you think? Is this here to stay? Spider-Man or Spider-Boy here to stay? Yeah. This one perplexes me. I've, I mean, I don't know why it's still on here. I don't know why people are still buying it. And, you know, me thinks somebody knows something or something that maybe he'll be in the next, you know, uh, Spider-Man, uh, animated movie or something i mean it seems inevitable right they give this much character attention this attention to so much i don't know so much uh juice behind it that i could see why people are like okay this is going to be something and you know and the sheep follow right you know hey he's buying it oh i should get it you know and it's just you know what bad because i feel really bad that i didn't buy this sooner i I was questioning it too and now i'm sitting here like okay maybe i maybe i was wrong yeah yeah i don't i don't I don't regret it. I was like, meh, whatever. Really? Even yeah. even still seeing this pop up week after week after week, you don't think there's anything to this? No, I think there's something to it, but I'm not going to go chase it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's too late to chase it now. I've already, yeah. If I was going to do it, it would have been weeks ago. So I mean, 238 for a 9.8, that's not, that's you know, that's attainable. I mean, it's, you know, but, you know, it's not like I'm going to buy and be like, you know, hey, look what I got. Hey. <laughs> 
All right, number five on the list, Spider-Man. Number seven, the Umberto Ramos top secret spoiler variant coming in at number five. We have for number four, halfway there, boys and girls. All right, number four, Spider-Man, reign number one from 2007. In 2018, Bruce Wayne got in trouble for showing off his Batarang in Batman Damned number one. The media went wild, and even non-regular collectors soon attempted to grab a copy of the recalled issue. However, Bruce's shadowy, shadowy member's debut was not the first time we've seen a crime fighter in Commando. This issue shows an alternate reality version of Spider-Man, who's older, withered, retired, and still dealing with the heavy burden of accidentally killing MJ through decade, decades of radiation exposure. There's more to it, but that's like the gist of it. Not only that, but we also get a full display. Hold on one second. Oh, we're good. We get a full display of his web shooter. <laughs> These are in quotations, guys. So read in between the lines. <laughs> Due to this specific reason, the issue was recalled but never replaced. The second print corrected the issue by removing the controversial panel. Collecting recalled issue is a niche fandom in comic book world. In the comic book world. Still, the uptick is specifically due to an upcoming series returning to uh, the Spider-Man Reign storyline with Spider-Man Reign 2 by Carr Andrews, releasing in November of 2023. We tracked 13 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 345%, with a high sale of $80 for CGC 9.4, and a raw copy, very fine, fair market value of $8. Oh, the puns in the live chat are just. I, lit. I was trying to like, read it in a certain way, but yeah, yeah, do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, web shooter. I mean, Spider-Man's <laughs> dong on in comics—that's crazy. But it is an MK label, meaning you know the Marvel Knights was more adult-oriented. So um, you know, I mean, I don't know why they would show it though. I mean, you know, um, but uh, yeah. but you didn't—you've never seen it. You haven't—you don't have the Batman Dan book. I I have that one. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it it kind of takes the characters a little bit farther, which I don't see a problem with it. I think it's kind of a good way to reel in the adults. Okay. So you got a thing for uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> no. Spi you got a thing for Spider-Dong. Okay. Got I, it humanizes the characters. I mean, it's, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, but Spider-Man to me is always wholesome. You know what I mean? I don't need to see his web shooter. You know what I'm saying? But that's the whole point. It makes him more human because what human is completely pure? What human it just walks around and it's like, you know, angel all the time? You? Nah. <laughs> that's all right. Sweet. Number four on the list, <laughs> Spider-Man Reign, number one, black costume variant coming in at number four. All right, we're having number three. Wow, this book always, always. Yeah, Spawn number one from 1992. Spawn fans got a glimpse of hope when McFarlane announced that the movie was still in production and moving forward. However, that was before the writers and actors strike in Hollywood. There have been no new updates about the movie since. In more positive news, McFarlane took the San Diego Comic-Con 23 stage and announced that Spawn would be featured in one of the world's most popular video games in October. The game's name was withheld from the panel. But the top three heavily played games of 2023 are, number one, Minecraft, PUBG, and Fortnite. Ah, it's fun to think about seeing Spawn reigns Hell's Fury down on Pawn Minecraft, but it could be a game outside of these three altogether. 
as he's appeared in franchises like Mortal Kombat and Soul Calibur. In the meantime, we tracked 40 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 120%, with a high sale of $179 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw near-mint fair market value of $43. And I hope that this character shows up in Fortnite because that'd be awesome. What would Spawn dance like? Oh, my God. So there's gonna be a spawn video game. Is that is that what he's saying? I meant no, he's saying it's he's gonna be featured in one of the most in one of the games. Like you do you play Fortnite at all? Oh hell no. Oh god, okay. So like they randomly like, like Star Wars characters showed up in Fortnite and they're they're only there for a certain amount of time. It's kind of neat yeah, I, though. I just recently started playing um Star Wars Fallen Jedi. Oh, all right. So I mean but that one's not as popular. You have to think like the biggest games, the biggest games out there. Minecraft would be interesting. How dare you? Well, it's not. I mean, I'm just reading the script here. The top three are Minecraft. What is P-U-B-G? I have no idea. P-U-B-G. I don't know what that means. Hey, what is P-U-B-G? I know Minecraft and Fortnite. I don't know what the other one, or is it PUBG? Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? Sure. PUBG. Oh, Anthony's screaming from the other room. It's PUBG. I still don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't even know what kind of game it is. Shit. All right. He's talking (laughs) shit. Okay. Number three on the list is spawn number one. All right. (laughs) Another one from uh, back in the 90s and number two. All right. Spider-Man 2099, number one from 1992. The web-slinging awesomeness of this book ceases to amaze. One week it drops, the next week it goes up. Last week, this book was at the bottom half of the top 10 list. This week, we see it shoot up to the number two spot, likely due to the digital release of the Across the Spider-Verse film. Yay, good news! Now for the bad news. If you have not heard, Sony has officially removed Beyond the Spider-Verse from its release calendar. This is due to the writers and actors strike, which will likely push the film into 2025. Until then... We will rewatch the sequel masterpiece and relish the phenomenal performance by Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara. We tracked 50 copies sold at a seven day trend of 128% with a high sale of $203 for a 9.8 CGC and a current raw near mint fair market value of $32. That's it. Wow. I, I that's mean, not this, bad, right? but there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it had a huge print run too. So, you know, yeah. um, you know, and it's hard stock, but two hundred three dollars. Well, I seem super cheap, man. But you know, a lot of units sold, so you know, there's that. All right, number two on the list: Spider Man two thousand nine coming in at number one. And uh, I saw this book all over everybody's uh, uh, Instagram feed, and it is number one. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Okay, uh, number it, one. It was last week too, and I told I was like, I know I don't like this cover. It reminds me of something, maybe like the dot uh, or the spot am- animation, kind of similar to that. But number one, we have new X Men number one fourteen, the direct edition that came out in two thousand and one. Deadpool three has been the center of all MCU rumors as of late. It features that the reported multiversal adventure of the Merc with a Mouth will bring about whispers of cameos. One of those whispers is that of Cassandra Nova, the twin sister of Charles Xavier. She is an astral plane parasite who copied Xavier's DNA while he was gestating inside his mother's womb. Talk about sibling rivalry. (laughs) In addition to this cameo rumor, there are even fainter whispers that this will not be Cassandra Nova's only appearance. 
According to well-known leakers, it is likely Cassandra Nova will also appear as an antagonist in the third Doctor Strange film. Oh. It is very early in the film's development, and the outcome of the writer's strike could completely debunk this rumor once concepts and ideas are fleshed out. Until then, Cassandra Nova is the lady in the spotlight. We tracked 113 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 203%, with a high sale of $300 for a CGC 9.8 copy and a raw, very fine fair market value of 12 bucks. 12 bucks. All right. Yeah. So there's new, there was news that came out that um, there was uh, um, the Doc Strange number three is going to be based on the time runs out storyline that uh, came across multiple titles in in the Marvel comics, and that's I mean, and, it, and it's basically dark kind of end of the universe kind of thing in Doctor Strange. Um, so I would look to that run for time. The Doctor Strange time runs out, to, and see if there's any you know first appearances or anything like that you know ah, um, he's giving you guys a hint read the tea leaves right yeah you know um speaking of which um yeah so x-men number 114 new x-men number 114 coming out 300 dollars for 9.8 jesus but this was definitely <laughs> dollar bin fodder before that um, i think you can still find those if you're hunting around yeah maybe not in um so uh, I think next, either this Sunday or next Sunday, uh, Mikey Sutton is going to be back, and we have a long-term spec list for um, Hot Wheels. Nice. That's all. That's all, that's all I'll say right now. Uh, both comics and toys. If that's just a little lead up for you there. So um, that's smart. That. That's yeah. smart. Yeah, so you know our long term. Oh, and one of our long term spec lists hit, hit too. Jennifer Kale is coming to the MCU. Well done on that. Well done. I, I got my copy right when I got it. So get, get get the first appearance of Jennifer Kale if you haven't yet. So that's a tip from Uncle Tebow. Laura, any last <laughs> words? Look at that. Six thirty three. Man, boom. Just the two of us. Bam. We knock shit out. We busted this out. Uh, right after this, over on Nearing Nirvana, Comic Book Women will be covering Star Wars Rebels. Eh? Oh, dope. If you haven't seen Rebels, you suck. Right? I, I completely agree with you. So we're going to be over on that so channel good. in about five minutes. So please head over there. And don't forget that Bird City Comics has a release this Thursday, Kill Your Darlings. It's an interesting story. That'll be coming out. So make sure that you are following us on Instagram. Yeah, I would watch Rebels now before the Ahsoka so series comes out because I think a lot of characters that are in Rebels are going to appear in the Ahsoka series, so you might as get get used to them, like you know Jeb and uh, and uh, I forget her name right at the top. The Chopper. pilot, the, the pilot, yeah. the pilot, the Mandalorian chick. <laughs> I'm just like drawing off names. You know who it is. If Justin here, he's like, oh yeah, this, that, 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 and the other. Oh my gosh, like, he's right. been messaging me all day about this. Like, well, not today, but recently he's been messaging. He's so excited about the Ahsoka series. And I don't know, there's oh, a lot, there's a lot to cover with Rebels, but we're gonna kind of condense it down and try to give you guys a pretty short version of what we think you should be looking out for. All right. For Laura, yeah. this is TiVo. See you Thursday, and uh, we're gonna do a giveaway. So leave a comment after the video posts. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in the long boxes. Peace out.
the great hall of the Justice League. There are assembled the world's three greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Update. Um, what's in the box? 